The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. A special shout-out to my good friend, Yoshiko Dart, who is still leading the charge for Americans with Disabilities Seeking Employment, um, and to Tony Quello, who is just always out there working to help people with disabilities gain employment and, of course, quality of life for people living with epilepsy. You know, we have great sponsors, uh, Bare Material Science and Highmark, uh, our Blue Cross Blue Shield, are sponsors of this show, and we at Voice America really appreciate that. And our show today, I, I'm so excited about this show today because we have two superstars. We have an Olympic medalist, and we have a coach, head coach, of a college or university in the United States. So excited to have both of them. Welcome to the show, Shonda and Coach Kill. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, by the way, everyone listening to the show, here two people are paying it forward, but you know what? There are 3 million Americans living with epilepsy, one in 26 I am one of those, of course. Many, many children living with epilepsy. So take time to go to epilepsy.com and make a contribution as you listen to the show today. Everything counts. $5 counts, $1,000 counts, $10,000, but just take time to make a contribution. So we're going to start with you, Coach Kill. Um, how did you first become involved with football, and then how did that lead to becoming a coach? Well, I think the the first part is, you know, I played high school football, and then I had a, you know, the dream to play college football. I wasn't good enough to really play Division One football, so I went to a small college, uh, Southwestern College in Kansas, and uh, was fortunate enough to play there. And I was just trying to get a college education. This I'm the first person out of my family to get one, and you know, I just, you know, at that time I was uh, a physical education major, biology, and was going to be a teacher. And then, you know, I was asked to volunteer at Southwestern College, and then I've been doing it 31 years since. Wow, and I bet you love every minute of it. Well, it, there's no question about that. That's uh, been my passion. I'm able to work with kids every day, and through 31 years I've worked with a lot of kids, and, you know, I think you can be a difference in their lives, and, and uh, I just enjoy the game. I've had great passion for it. And I think, uh, you know, I worked when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. But since I've gotten football, I've never really worked because it's the passion that I enjoy. And, uh, and I always said when I don't enjoy it, I won't be doing it. But uh, I love the game. Well, and you can tell that by your passion. 
So, Coach, when were you first diagnosed with epilepsy, and can you share with our listeners the reaction? I know there was a terrible reaction by some people in the media. Can you talk about both? Well, I think the, you know, um, and I'm not sure. I think like like a lot of people that have epilepsy, you know, I, there might have been some some uh, red flags that I really didn't know about. Uh, at one time, I had a, you know, an infection of the brain way back, you know, uh, you know, geez, back in 1986-87, but really never thought too much about it. But uh, I was diagnosed with kidney cancer eight years ago, and that was a when epilepsy, you know, became a part of my life, and and in some ways it saved my life because that's how I found out I had cancer, and and I had a seizure, and and then uh, you know uh, many since, and uh, just uh, you know had to deal with them. I've been very honest with the people that have given me opportunities, and I'm fortunate that you know they felt that I was a good enough football coach to do that, and uh, so really, I guess truly about eight years ago, and. I think like anybody else, you know, you, you know, when you have those, I used to say, well, I have a seizure disorder, but, you know, truly I have epilepsy and, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you talk about the media and so forth. I'm, you know, coaching at the University of Minnesota and being in the Big Ten and having a couple of things happen in front of millions of people is that uh, certainly you have your people that, that, you know, he shouldn't be coaching, you know, people shouldn't have to watch that, uh, you know, those kind of things, um, you know, and, and the media has been, you know, some have been very, very, very good, very good. And then there's been some that you always have your critics. And I think I'm used to that being a head football coach, but you know, I, it's, uh, somewhat, uh, there's a difference and it becomes personal. And, and actually the situations that happen here at university of Minnesota really, I think is, is self awareness uh, of epilepsy because it was national news. And, uh, I mean, it was on outside the lines, et cetera. And uh, probably some of those writers or a particular writer, uh, which is now, you know, it's I have good relationships with everybody, and everybody has a right to, to write what they want to. But uh, I think probably it's done more for epilepsy than anybody in the country. Well, first of all, I think you are a great inspiration and role model to so many young people listening to the show because here you are a great football coach and you have not let this stand in your way that's number one number two you are not ashamed as i am not ashamed but and no one should be but you know here you are, this happened to you, big deal, um, and you know that just sent me when Brian Smith first called me and told me uh, about the media, especially this one person, what they said about how you should not be doing this, and I just want to say there are so many successful people living with epilepsy or have lived with epilepsy and have been able to do their job extremely well. And you know what I say about epilepsy? When you have epilepsy, you have too many neurons firing off in your brain. So that just means you have firepower. So there you go, Coach. You and I have firepower. That's how I look at it. And by the way, I know for a fact that our other guest has 
immense firepower because she is an Olympic medalist. She is a wonderful person. She's the real deal. You know, she gets involved in everything. She was just at the epilepsy conference that I was at. Shonda Gunn, you are uh, definitely have firepower. So let's hear about you. What, what made you decide, of all things, to pursue ice hockey? And, and also, then could you share with us, what was that like for you in the Olympics? Um, well, I was a competitive athlete probably from the time I was born. And when I was nine years old, I was already an accomplished swimmer. I mean, I had swam in the Junior Olympics and the regional races and the national races. And that was when I was diagnosed with epilepsy. And seizures at the time made being in the pool um, an impossibility. It was just too dangerous. Um, And I can't remember how I was introduced to ice hockey, but I took right to it and never really looked back. Um, The Olympics were... And I'm sure Coach Kill can relate to this. In my mind and in the moment, and probably in the mind of most athletes, it was just a tournament. Um, it was just a competition. It was just games. And it was the same thing that we had been doing for years. We prepared in the same way. Um, and you can't really stop and take in the magnitude of what you are doing and competing in until long afterwards because you're focused on a goal and focused on, um, you know, your game and and what you need to do. Um, And I do have a few specific memories that give me butterflies, you know, like, wow, you know, that was awesome. And and years later, I've been able to identify, you know, skills and traits that I've acquired from the experience. Um, But the most important part of the Olympics to me is having a medal and and to share it. You know, some people have it up on their shelf or in a glass case. And um, I think the best part of that experience is is sharing it. And all my medals have dents and marks and fingerprints. And um, I just, I think it inspires people. And I think that's what I um, value most about it. Yeah, well, here you are, another person that did not allow epilepsy to stand in your way. And you are and were and are an Olympic medalist, something to be so proud of. And uh, Coach Kill, you know what? I went through that same thing that I would tell people I had a seizure disorder until I met Tony Quello, author of the ADA, and a person living with epilepsy. And Tony said, you don't have a seizure disorder, you have epilepsy. And I said, okay, I have epilepsy. And, uh, you know, as I said before, some people may be ashamed, don't be. Any young people listening, don't be. Just remember you've got that firepower. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Shonda and Coach Kill. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. We're talking to Shanda Gunn and Coach Kill. And by the way... It's Shanda, not Shonda. Shanda Gunn. I told her she's so famous we've got to have the name right. So uh, here we are back from break. But while we were on break, we were talking about a couple of things. And one was about two of my favorite people, Phil and Jill Gatone. So I think, Coach Kill, you wanted to talk about that for a minute? Well, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of, number one, what they do and uh, their passion and uh, they've been great, great to me. And uh, you know, it's you know, Jill, along with my wife and, and Vicky Copeland here, that's the head of our Epilepsy Foundation. You know, I was in a tough situation, and uh, if it wasn't for Jill, just happened to be in town here in Minnesota, and things work in mysterious ways. Uh, uh, she helped me get to the a place that really helped me, and and really gave me great background on epilepsy so i'm very appreciative and i think they do a great job yeah they do i love her so much yeah i always tell phil she's the first lady she's the first lady then i know him yeah she is a fantastic person i i feel the same way um hey shanda yeah now to this important point here like me you're a person living with epilepsy. How about you? When did you first receive this diagnosis? Um, I think I mentioned before, I think, uh, like I said, I was nine years old. Um, to be honest, I don't really remember it. I mean, I was nine, and I, I only remember, um, you know, the concept or the idea that um, swimming was no longer a possibility for me, um, less more than I remember um, you know, having epilepsy and, you know, whatever that meant. Um, I do, I only remember really some moments of having seizures, 
one moment that sticks in my mind is um, I was in school and I was dictating spelling words or explaining spelling words or something like that in front of the class and I must have all of a sudden stopped and it wasn't until somebody reminded me what I was doing that I even knew there had been an interruption in my speech and I remember someone saying something's wrong here and feeling nervous about, you know, the idea that something might be wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, I too had signs that were misdiagnosed and then I went to a doctor and then he really diagnosed, misdiagnosed what was wrong. And it wasn't until I had an almost fatal uh, accident as a result of a seizure that when I hit the floor so hard at a movie theater and fractured my skull and ended up having a intracranial brain hemorrhage that led to brain surgery. And I'm telling that story because if you are experiencing any symptoms, that you feel could be related to epilepsy and you've gone to a physical therapist, hey, that's not enough. You Really, you've got to go to an epileptologist, which is a neurologist that specializes in epilepsy. Um, and if you can't find an epileptologist, go to a neurologist. But make sure you go to a neurologist because it, I'm the example a lot of times uh, the general practitioner does not understand because there are so many different types of seizures with epilepsy. So, Jerry and Shanda, you both have had very successful careers, and you never let epilepsy stop you. So we've got young people listening to the show who have a hard time dealing with the fact that they have epilepsy and adults that you know, I've met people, I'll speak somewhere, and someone will say, oh, I didn't want to tell anyone, I've had epilepsy for years. Uh, and many young people I've talked to, they're afraid that will impede their ability to succeed. So I want to ask both of you about that, but Coach Keel, I'm going to start with you. Um, what, what, what do you have to say about that? Well, I, I think that, you know, is that uh, in my situation, uh, I think the game of football and the passion for that and and I'm leading young people that um and I always talk about them overcoming adversities and they gotta fight through and and they gotta do certain things probably helped me a little bit and um you know um if I'm gonna say all those things then I gotta be able to to be able to fight back and 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 so forth and I think that I've been fortunate to get to the right people that have that have helped me out and uh, been able to, you know, help me through a tough situation. The most credit I give to is my wife because I think the, the caretakers are the ones that go through the most, really. And uh, she knows that I love the game of football and love what I do. And, you know, she could say, hey, you need to, you know, to get out of this and, and do something different. But she's been right there by me and my kids and, hey, that you know, Dad – you know, this is this is what you love to do. So, I think I've had good support uh, to say, "Hey, keep doing what you're doing." And and it's you know, it's not easy. I mean, I think that's why I said it. You know, I told people about seizure disorders because you're afraid. And there's, as you said, I know I know a lot of people in very powerful positions that have never said anything about it because I think that there's a you know, oh, you got epilepsy. That's a 
that's a bad word and and so forth and you know that's something that you know I know my wife and I are are trying to to get changed here in in the state of Minnesota but it's it's uh, you're afraid I mean you're afraid that uh, and certainly in situations I mean I'm coaching college football and you know uh, it's it's one of those things that you know you're a little bit nervous about everybody knowing uh, because of really kind of what happened to me and, and people saying you can't can't do your job and then all of a sudden you know things don't go right and that's an easy way to to access you in a different direction but uh um you know you a lot of support uh, a lot of good people and a lot of support there's a lot of good people we sometimes hear about the the ones that are a little bit negative but uh, there's a ton of good people also out there yeah they are and you just have to find them and speaking of that again Epilepsy Foundation, look at these two people, what they're doing to get out there and help others, but there are so many to help. I I want to remind you, there are children that have hundreds of seizures a day, and we need to help them. We need to help everyone. Go to epilepsy.com or epilepsyfoundation.org and make a contribution today epilepsyfoundation.org go there and make a contribution today help change a life well how about you Shonda how did you how would you advise people I'm going to echo a lot of what coach Till said as far as you have to overcome adversity and you have to overcome adversity whether or not you have epilepsy life is going to throw um, curveballs at you and different challenges at you that you need to um, you need to overcome. So, so in a way, you're no different than anybody else. And I think another big thing is um, another big part of it is understanding what your strengths are and understanding um, what your limitations are. And and there are some limitations that fair or not fair people with epilepsy have. At times, it may be driving. For me, when I was younger, it was. Um, it was being on the swim team, and um, there, there are some limitations, whether you like it or not, but understanding what your strengths are and what your goals are and finding a way um, to achieve them, even though it may be the road must travel, even though it may be different than what, um, say, a, a different path than that, you know, a typical person would take, um, there still is always a way. There is always a way. Um, and... Don't be ashamed. Don't give up. See, that's the worst thing you can do. Remember, remember, it did not stop me. I I will admit it. At first, I was afraid. You know, I was thinking, what if I would be speaking somewhere in front of people and I had a seizure? And then I said, so what? Well, it's funny. I keep to interrupt you, but it's funny you mentioned that because um, this past weekend, we were at the pipeline, and I was flown all the way out there. to give a short um, presentation on epilepsy and wellness and exercise and nutrition, and I wasn't able to finish or really even start my presentation, and I don't think I've ever been more embarrassed in my life. My stomach still hurts thinking about it, but um, that's just what happens sometimes. I mean, I'm not going to call into the show today, but... You mean because you were having a seizure? Yes. Well, hey, look what you're doing right now. 
Look at the difference you're making right now just by talking about it. Listen, I was like that. I felt nervous. I did uh, because, you know, I didn't know, gee, what will everyone think? You know what I'm saying? But I don't care. And look at you being on the air talking about this. Shandy, you're going to help so many people. But, hey, we've got a caller on the line right now, so I want to take that caller. Phil, are you on the line? I am on the line. Hi, Joyce. Hey, Phil Gatone. How are you? Oh, I'm doing no. great. Hi, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad Shanda's on your on your show today. I just have to say that um, I know Shanda um, that you were upset about that, but I have to tell you something. You have been an example to people with epilepsy for so many years, and not just an example, but you've helped others um, with your example, and you've reached out to people, young people who are interested in athletics, people who are interested in doing something meaningful in their life. And I just wanted to say congratulations and thank you on behalf of the foundation for all you continue to do. You are an inspiration to me and to Jill, but also to our son Philip and the whole community of people with epilepsy. You are a hero to us in every way, and we're just so honored that you're part of our organization and, and Joyce, I just wanted to call in to say hello and thank you as well for all you do for people with epilepsy. Uh, it's a it's a real treat to to just be able to say that to you as a, as our leader and former board chair. Uh, you've done so much for people with disabilities, and it's just a treat to be able to uh, call in on your show. Well, I got a little surprise for you. Guess who else <laughs> is on right now? I, Coach, <laughs> Coach I think Kill. I know who who's on. Coach Kill. I knew it. I knew it. Hi, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. And, and Coach, you know how I feel about you. It's such an honor to have met you and your wife, Rebecca, and uh, to know the work that you're doing in Minnesota and around the country. Uh, it's just such a privilege and an honor to know you. And, and uh, Vicki Kapleen and the work that she's doing up in Minnesota is top-shelf work, and uh, you're your leadership and coming to our walk. Uh, I know Mark Evanstad at Upshur Smith was kind enough to, to uh, get his uh, get, get you to our walk, and, and boy, what a difference you made. And uh, it was uh, such a treat to be with you, but really, really want to thank you personally on behalf of our board of directors, Warren Lambert, our, our board chair, and our, our board of directors and staff for the work you're doing to inspire people who have epilepsy who are looking to do something meaningful with their life when they see you and they see Shanda Gunn and they see the examples that you've set, it just inspires people to do more. I know you're an inspiration to my son and, and to me and to my wife, Jill. Well, I, well, I, I appreciate yep, that very much. I wanted to tell you, Phil, earlier in the show, and he asked me at the break if he could talk about you and the First Lady. otherwise known as Jill Gatone see that's why I tell people oh I know Jill Gatone and then there's Phil (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's true with everybody Everybody, they meet me and they meet Jill and then they all love Jill more yeah he he wanted to talk he spoke about how she helped him go through all this well, thank you for saying that, Coach. And, and um, you know, Jill is, is, is one of um, many uh, people in the, on the clinical side of things who 
help so many people every day and, and you think about the work that needs to happen and, and um, the, the help that she was able to give, you think about how many others really need that help around the country and, and we're committed to getting people with epilepsy connected to that care. That's what Vicki does so well at the Epilepsy Foundation in Minnesota, connecting people to good care and that's what we're striving to do all across the country at the Epilepsy Foundation. And Phil, I just want to say um, and, and everyone listening to this show, I could not speak highly enough of Phil Gatone. He is so passionate, and his heart and soul is truly into helping people living with epilepsy, and he is just a tremendous CEO and leader. We are so blessed to have him, and his wife, Jill, is just wonderful. I love them both. Uh, and so... Phil, just think how many people you are helping, uh, really, across the world. And you are making a difference every single day. Well, thank you, Joyce. And Athletes versus Epilepsy is being helped by both Coach Kill and, and Shanda and uh, Jeff Pope and uh, Sam Estes and so many others are, are um, pitching in to raise awareness of epilepsy as athletes and as people associated with athletics and uh, what an inspiration it is. It's going to continue to grow. Uh, our Athletes versus Epilepsy program is going to continue to grow and look forward to continuing our relationship both with uh, Shanda Gunn and with Coach Kill and his, his wonderful wife, Rebecca. Uh, Coach, we both married up, didn't we? Oh, there, there's, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks and that for all is you why, do. Phil, that is why when you're talking about athletes living with epilepsy, and you know how that will help young people living with epilepsy, that everyone should make a contribution today to epilepsy.com. And hey, if you know me and you really like me, you can really help me by making that contribution today, epilepsy.com. And Phil, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, and thank you all. Really appreciate your help. It's an honor to know you. Thank you very much. All righty. Take care, Shanda. Bye-bye, Joyce. Bye-bye. He is such a good person. You know that? I mean, he is just such, such a good person. I can't speak highly enough of him. Well, Jerry and Shanda, you have had such successful careers. Here's what I'm wondering. Would you both say it was your family that, you know, was it people that believed in you that helped you do all of this? It seems as if it did, Jerry. Well, I think the the big thing is I was raised in a town of 2,000 people, um, you know, a very small town. And, and I would credit, uh, you know, the people that started me out and, you know, my high school coaches and, and uh, the people that influenced me in that small town community and, uh School, but I think the the people that had the most influence is my my parents and uh, certainly my dad. My dad uh, died of uh, cancer when he was sixty six, but he done so much for me. And some and and when you're being raised, I'm not sure I understood it. He was a hard nosed, tough guy and and uh, old school, so to speak. And you know, I think he's the the reason uh, that I'm who I am is because of what he taught me and and. Uh, you know, my mom was kind of the buffer, so to speak. So uh, it was a good combination. And then certainly, you know, the most 
inspirational person and, and been with me. We got married when I was 21 and Rebecca was 19 and we've been <laughs> married we've been married 31 years and and she is uh she'll get a one-way ticket into heaven putting up with me, but uh she's certainly been the one that uh I don't get down very often, but when I have is she's the one and my and and also my daughters that uh have stepped in there and and said, "Hey dad, you know, you you, you got to keep hanging in there and keep moving forward." So uh, there's no doubt about my family and, and my in the school I went to at a very early age um, that uh, helped me uh, be who I am today. No, oh, that is a wonderful story. That is really wonderful. How about you, Shanda? Um, I think that I have more and different supports as the years go on, and um, you know, I think my teammates when I was. You know, when I was playing hockey, my teammates were really supportive and my coaches were really supportive. Um, I think now, you know, my family and my children and really the Epilepsy Foundation, I think that I kind of acquire more support as the years go on. Well, you know, I think you get support and then I think you also have to make a decision. I always say every day when you get up, you have to make a choice. And the choice is... You know, you can have a good day, you can have a bad day, what's your outlook going to be. And the same thing applies here. You have to make a choice. Okay, I'm going to go on living my life and deal with it and not put that in the front or think that's going to cause you to not be able to move forward. And, well, obviously they're doing just that. So, Shanda, when you won that bronze medal, I did have one question. What did it feel like when you saw the flag? The American the flag. flag. Well, we didn't really see the flag until, um, let's see, after. It was a good, you know, couple hours because the medal ceremony wasn't right away. Um, but it was pretty humbling, I think, to be. We were out of our hockey equipment at that point, And I think that um, being off guard and out of our equipment and not in our element and more just people standing in the middle of an arena of people and the flag was pretty... Um, pretty humbling yeah you must be really good if you're the goalie oh (laughs) i always say you know being the goalie is sort of like being the pitcher in the major league or the quarterback on a football team i mean you know you're right there in the center just like in major league baseball if you're terrible uh you know pitcher, they're going to score a lot of runs and get the quarterback and throw interceptions. The other team's going to win. But boy, the goalie, everyone, every man of the day, every second, you're on. Yes. So how the heck did you get that stamina? I mean, you must be able to be fearless when you're out there. I don't know about fearless. I think more crazy. I wouldn't suggest it to anybody. Um <laughs> It's a lot of pressure. Lawson just started playing hockey and Stuffy just started playing soccer and both of them want to be goalie because I was goalie and it'll be over my dead body before they put, before they stand in front of them at. No kidding. Well, I guess you would know, I guess it isn't fun to get hit in the face with the uh, hockey puck, right? Yeah, no, it's not even that. It's more the, the pressure of, um, the game, you know, you let in one goal and it could change the entire course of a game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant when I said, like, all eyes are upon you. Well, now you're done. You won your medal, so you don't have to worry about it now. 
But speaking of sports, and, and I can tell from a few things that Coach Kill said that I believe that when you're in sports, I really do believe you, you learn so much that applies not only to your life but to your career um, as you move forward because I've noticed that people um, that I've helped that were athletes have that orientation. And I wondered, uh, do you see that also, Coach? Do you see comparisons from that to being successful in other areas? Well, I think so, first of all. Uh, Shanda, I would uh, love to coach you. I can tell you that <laughs> just by mm-hmm. this interview. We, I need somebody like you right now. So, uh, But in uh, why, you know, your story to me is incredible. So, Keep up the keep up the good work, but I, I, I don't think there's any question that uh, sports has uh, influenced my life and and uh, helped me be successful in in uh, a lot of areas. I've had a lot of people that have influenced me in a positive way. I would not be here without those people, and uh, they've educated me. And to be honest with you, is that. Um, I try to get better every day, and when you quit trying to do that and you quit trying to listen and try to get better, that's when you probably you know need to, to retire, so to speak. But uh, is that I really believe that athletics and people that have played athletics is they've got an edge uh, a little bit uh, because of the competitive nature and the pressure, and you know uh, you know it's it's. There's a lot there, as Shannon says, and I think it teaches you really how how to handle adversity, but it also teaches you a lot about everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like being a team player, like being disciplined. I mean, I mean, I can see so many, um, you know, things that apply to being successful, even in your career. Uh, I really can, and and that was my other question I wanted to ask you. When you are out, you know, when you're looking at people in the draft or when you send out uh, your, your uh, scouts, my question is, in addition to the skill, obviously they have to have the athletic skill, but in addition to that, what, what do you look for? What, what are the important things to you? Character. I think, you know, character is is very important you can be you can have all the talent in the world but if you don't have any character you know it's going to be hard to be successful and the other one is is we have so many ways to describe success but to me is it's all about hard work and uh when i go into young man's house you know certainly they have to have talent and uh, it's hard to be successful without that but you you go all the way back to you know the character and if they've missed school you know if they have been on time if they had any problems off the field um, you you have to look at all those things but you know the character and the hard work and and, and the want to and, and you got to find out in the short amount of time that you have with them do they have passion for what they do and if it was taken away from them you know would it bother them or not and uh, that's really you know when you got a successful team um you got kids that uh care about each other more than they care about themselves and that's not always easy to do in our society today because you know we we live in a you know an i society sometimes and uh, we accomplishes a lot more than i and um, that goes along with our coaching staff you know we've got guys that have been with me for a long time 
because of loyalty and and I made sure I got good people around me and I think that's the same thing you got to get good players around you and then you can be successful well you know it takes a great coach to lead people like that and I too believe without character you know you're not going to make it that's why I always tell young people I can deal with mistakes because you can learn but when it comes to integrity, you know, there is no in-between. And that that's just how it is. I mean, when you don't have good character, you know, what do you have to stand on? So I, I agree with you. Chanda, I'm going to start with you. I want to ask you another question. I do volunteer work with young people with disabilities, which I've done this volunteer work now for 12 years, in addition to, of course, running Bender. And... I was so shocked when I saw how brutally young kids are bullied, whether it's on Facebook, in person, no matter, or exclusion, uh, when they have epilepsy, you know, or when they have a seizure in front of someone. And I wondered if you had any advice for them. Um, well, I don't think there's really much advice to give other than, again, you know, look towards your strengths and look towards, um, you know, the friends and people that you can trust. And I think um, it's always helped me to be transparent um, and to confront people and not in a way that's, you know, creating an argument and creating a battle, but, you know, just saying, yeah, I have a seizure, you know, it's, it sucks and sorry it made you uncomfortable, but if you're really, if you're really just honest with people and you're transparent and this is who I am and then I have seizures, you know, it's kind of hard um, for people to sort of, um, you know, make fun of that to your face, really. You know, and if they do, then they look like a jerk. So I think um, being transparent and sort of looking to your strengths and not, you know, buying into or letting, you know, the negative energy suck up too much of your, your time. That doesn't mean it doesn't hurt and it's not you know, horrible. Right, right. How about you, Coach? What advice do you have? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, I think it's more about the grown-ups, really, and we have to, you know, and that's, we have to educate people on epilepsy. We have to uh, help them understand what it is, because nobody really understands, and, you know, we do a lot of research, and things on a lot of areas which are very, very important, but we still, there's a lot of unexplained things about epilepsy, and I just think we've got to educate, you know, our teachers, I think the kids in school, uh, the people throughout the country that, uh, you know, there, there's no room for it. And uh, I think, you know, kids, if you educate people and tell them, you know, what's going on and help them to understand, sometimes kids are going to understand a lot more and uh, just working with kids, and I, I see a lot of kids that go through these situations through what I have, and that's one of the things. There's, there's a lot of them that say, you know, once people understand what it is, then, you know, we don't get teased. We don't, it's, it, they understand it better. And, you know, we have the bullying part on, you know, whether it's epilepsy or every day-to-day things, you know, you have that. And how you handle that is, is, is not easy. Uh, not, but I think that that uh, at the end is that, you know, people 
the teachers and uh, the people that are in schools and and uh, parents and so forth. I just think you got to educate people and and you got to you know visit with um, your young people that you're dealing with. And uh, sometimes if you stand on your feet a little bit and uh, and you get help and and you let somebody that's an adult understand what you're doing and and again educate people. I, I think they understand a lot more. Kids get scared or they or they. Uh, act like that sometimes when they feel like they can take advantage of you. And I think most people are compassionate enough not to do that, uh, certainly when somebody has a shortcoming. Well, you know, I so agree with you, but what I see, oh, my goodness. You know, i never forget when I spoke somewhere in this 11-year-old girl, Emily, who had epilepsy, said, Miss Bender, I have a best friend. But when her mother found out I had epilepsy, I was no longer invited to the house. And, or someone that's, you know, called names because they have epilepsy. I say what Coach Kill said and Shanda, and I will add to that, believe in you. You believe in you. You get your muchness. You believe in you, and you need friends. You need friends because something happens. You're empowered when you have good people around you. And to the parents, come on. You've got to be the example. You've got to be the leader because it's not funny. It's not funny to make fun of people. It hurts. Uh, but uh, once again, we're trying to stop bullying at the National Epilepsy Foundation with our kids speak up. So I say again, make a contribution a day. Make it today, epilepsy.com. We can't make changes without you helping us do that. So I wanted to talk to you. Let me tell you this right now. These next two questions, I've asked everyone that's ever been on the show, Valerie Jarrett at the White House, um, senators, NFL stars. You know, I don't know if you know this, Coach Kill. Do you know Alan Fanica? Has epilepsy? No, no, I did not. Yeah, and Shanda, I, I, I don't know if you know him, but he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers and was in the Pro Bowl so many times. And right here in Western Pennsylvania, he would go speak all the time, you know. And here's a guy who looked like King Kong Bundy when he would go out to meet people, but he would speak all the time about his epilepsy and, you know, how it did not stop him when he played for the Steelers, and he too did a lot uh, trying to help, trying to help young people living with epilepsy. But anyway, I've asked every one of those people the same two last questions. And first, I'm going to start with you, Shanda. You obviously you speak everywhere. You've won, you know, a bronze medal in the Olympics. But in your life, what would you say you're the proudest of? Um, my family, for sure. Pardon <laughs> my, me? My son, Lawton, and daughter, Sophie. Yeah. They just they just kind of impress me every single day with things they say and things they do. And, I mean, I could just talk forever um, about the two of them. It's also the most challenging thing I've ever done. Yes. This goes beyond the ice hockey goalie. Raising yeah, young people. Sure. But you know what? You're such a great example that I know they will be 
fabulous. And I've seen you with your son, and uh, you have nothing but love. There's no question about that. Nothing but love. How about you, Coach? What would you say? Well, I'd say the same thing is that, um, you know, I, I look at, you know, all the games, all those kind of things, and I've had some great moments, but there's nothing like, you know, having a child. And uh, there, there's no question. I have a daughter that's uh, 26 years old who's working with special special education people and behavior disorders, and my uh, youngest daughter is 23, and uh, she's working with uh, kids getting her master's and then working um, you know, she's going to be a speech pathologist. So they're, they're both in helping people fields. And, uh, you know, I, I can't be more proud of those two girls and also what uh, Rebecca has done as a parent because being a coach, it's, it's, a, it's a different lifestyle. And for those girls to, to do what they've done and, and what they've accomplished, um, there's no better feeling because there's nothing like having a child. And that's perfect well, because my son has a speech disability, so we'll just get those two together. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? And I, too, would love to meet them because remember what I do for a living. I help people with disabilities gain employment because, of course, Americans with disabilities have the highest unemployment of any group in this country. That's what Bender Consulting Services does. And I just think that's awesome what they're doing. Thank you very we much. Need more, we need more people doing that job. So that, that is really awesome. That is great. And, you know, there's so many things we want to do. We want to help provide quality of life for people living with epilepsy. We want to work on new therapies. Our chair, Warren Lambert, is so dedicated to working on doing everything he can to lead us in a way that we can hopefully see new therapies for epilepsy come our way that are going to help people now. Not a cure, but as I always say, well, what are we supposed to do now until there is a cure? So for us to do all of that, you know, we need help. And I'm going to ask you again, epilepsy.com. Make a contribution today. It's not the amount, it's that you do it. It's that you take time to do it. You all know I'm living with epilepsy, and you all know I almost died due to that misdiagnosis. At a movie theater, wake up, you're in intensive care. But I made up my mind I was going to do something. Now you have to do something. So, Shanda, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Um, I think, just like you said, I think overcome adversities and um, believe in yourself and um, set goals has always been successful for me and reach out for help because there are um, people to help you, whether, no matter how alone you feel, there's there's someone out there that can can help you and epilepsy.com is a great start. And how about you, Coach? Well, I I think that uh, to all the people that, um, you know, that deal with epilepsy and so forth. Don't don't let that define who you are, and uh, you're really special. I thought when I when I go out and speak is that I said uh, I always say, hey, you're, you're one of me. You're you're one of my kids, and uh, I'm just like you. And I think that you know you you have to you know uh, 
you know, be able to um, move on with your life. It's not easy. Uh, it's very difficult. But you are special. And uh, it's a thing that you can't forget that and understand that you have worth and you're important to our country because our country needs good kids and they need good people that, uh, you know, we all, I mean, there's everybody has a disability some some shape or form. Uh, ours happens to be epilepsy. And uh, so the best way to deal with epilepsy is, again, <clears throat> don't let that define you and chase your dreams and work at it, your dreams, and don't listen to what people say. I'm a coach. I always say I don't care what people say. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to be that way as a coach. So, you know, as my advice <laughs> is, don't let people tell you what you can't do. Uh, you do what you know you can do, and, uh, you know, there's there's tons, as you have mentioned, and some people don't talk about it, but there is a lot of people that I know that are CEOs, um, people that are very successful that have the same thing as we do. So, uh, you know, don't don't let it define you, and, and go do what you want to do. That's right. I agree with you. Well, first of all, I want to thank both of you for uh, your generosity of time and the time you're putting in to help people living with epilepsy by being on the show today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Well, I, I end every show with a quote from someone that I feel has impacted lives, impacted lives in a good way, in a wonderful way. And today, this quote, that I love this quote, is Martin Luther King, Jr., who said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy said Martin Luther King, Jr. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Hey, can't wait to talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. staff and management.